You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Welcome. You are listening to the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz. And hey, are we witnessing the shortest stock market correction in history? Or is there more to come? And transitory, intransitory, non-transitory, intransient, permanent inflation? Or, or do these economists at the Fed have it all right? Well, let's find out from Avi Gilbert and... Avi, frequent guest on the show. And if you got a question for myself or Avi, please send us an email to kl at kerrylutz.com. And Avi, your site, elliotwavetrader.net, highly recommended. So let's get into it, Avi. It's great to have you back. So first, uh, stock market correction, more to follow, or is this it? Well, let me give you a little bit of background before I answer that question specifically. Uh, I think the last time you had me, I was calling for a rally in the market to take us up to minimally 4440 on the SPX with uh, the maximum I would expect is about 4600. And then I was looking for a pullback to a specific target region from there. We know right now the market topped around the 4550 or so region. And the pullback target that I had was 4165 for 4270. So so far we have now hit the minimum minimum of that target. So what I'm looking for as as we speak the market is rallying. I mean I'm think I think we're going to get closer to the 4380ish region right now. But if we do get up into the 4080 4090 region and then we see a corrective pullback and then we rally back up over whatever high we make in the next day or two. That is what is going to tell me the likelihood that this that this pullback is over is high. My next upside target is uh, forty nine hundred. However, if the market does not pull back correctively from whatever high we make in the next day or so, and instead drops strongly below, uh, I would say even forty forty three twenty or so. Um, that's going to put us back on track to now look towards 4260 to 40, 4230 to 4260 for one more test of support before we try it again. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm just waiting for the signal that I can say, great, this looks great, guys. Let's start getting a little more aggressive on the long side. My next bigger target is 4,900 into uh, into probably around the first quarter of 2022. Okay, so that's interesting. And as usual, Avi, you are the contrarian. I, I mean, I, I can't help it. I, I, I have to go with what my charts are telling me. I know, I mean, we, we, this this happened back in, uh, in March of 2020 when I said, you know, I'm looking, when we were hitting 2,200 and I said we were looking for a rally to at least Four thousand from there, but more ideally six thousand. Um, you know, I, it, it, I, I can't help it. I have to go with what my charts are telling me. All right. Well, the charts are the charts call the di- call the direction of the market, and let's face it, uh, we know from the past that your charts are often correct. Not always. 
not always a, you don't have a perfect record, but you got a pretty darn respectable record, don't you? I, yeah, we are not perfect, but yes, our, our numbers track us north of 70% of, uh, of accuracy. Well, look at it this way. When you're looking at uh, sports betting, right, uh, and sports betting, if you could get 55% right, you'll pretty much break even with the VIG from the bookies or the uh, sports book if you're uh, a legal better. So 70%, if you could do that at the track or uh, with sports betting, you could do quite nicely, couldn't you? Absolutely. I just wish I knew how to how to chart uh, things on sports betting. doesn't work as well. <laughs> well, there's your next career opportunity here. Right? <laughs> Everybody will be knocking down your door if you could figure that one out, Avi. But in seriousness, <laughs> so we're not gambling here. We're talking about speculation, but we're not even talking about pure speculation, which is the equivalent of gambling on financial markets. We're talking about getting an edge. So when you do place your bets, you're placing an advantage bet, which the casinos throw you out if you can do that there. Correct. And we use risk management based yes. on our our structures. So those are the two, you know, we want the probabilities on our side. And even so, there's always even even if you have a 70 or 80 percent probability for a trade to work out, there's still a 20 or 30 percent chance it won't work out. And you have to know where to cut your losses in, in a reasonably small fashion. Kind of like a marriage, like a bad marriage. You know, it didn't work out. You got to learn. You got to know when to hold and when to fold and when to run, right? As, uh, I, I, I have never used that as an example, but I hear your point. <laughs> hey, well, you know, life is fraught with risks, right? You know, you walk, out, you walk out your door in the morning, you don't know if you're going to be walking back uh, tonight. And we can only hope that we can play the odds. The odds are pretty good that uh, unless you're suffering from a real bad condition, your odds of not coming back are are kind of nil, right? So, yep. so what about the markets here? We're like really, uh, really looking at energy. Energy has been pretty amazing, right? Uh, yeah. The returns in the energy patch, pretty, pretty incredible, aren't they? No question about it. I mean, I, I'll tell you, uh, I, I was pounding the table last fall and i told my members that this is the first time i'm going overweight the energy sector in many many years and they have been thanking me ever since so and energy like uh, it's been so cheap for so long right for so yeah. many years everybody just thought it would keep on uh, going the way it was going right yeah absolutely and now look uh, energy uh, well here in Europe, it's a real nightmare, isn't it? I, I don't know. I don't track Europe very often. <laughs> yeah, well, we do, and uh, uh, we've seen it. It's been uh, shocking, to say the least. Uh, mm. I mean, it's really problematical for uh, what's happened here. So, so uh, hey, but let's look at energy here. What's happened here, and what do we need to know about it going forward? Well, right now, uh, I'm looking for, uh, I mean, I'm, we're, still, we're still expecting a little bit more rally over the next, you know, over the next couple of weeks in the, uh, in, in the complex. But I think we could start seeing a topping process um, in, over the next couple of weeks and then you know, a more sizable pullback in, in, the, uh, in the oil complex. So that's what I'm looking at right now. Okay. The big, the big uh, 
energy uh, issue lately has been that gas, Henry Hub. And we've seen it go over $6 uh, per million BTU uh, several times here, right? I'll be honest with you. I don't personally track uh, Nat Gas myself. I have a commodities analyst that tracks that specifically. So I really haven't stayed on top of that very okay. much. Okay. All right. So oil. Let's go to oil. Uh, you think we're going to be seeing a topping in oil? What do you think the top the peak uh, number is for oil? Well, I, I don't think I don't think it's a peak because I think all it is is going to be a pullback. It's going to be a healthy pullback afterwards. Okay. But you know, for example, I'm looking at the USO chart that I track for my members. They love the ETFs. So you know, I'm looking at somewhere around uh, 58 to 60 or so uh, as we approach that. I'm looking for a general topping region, but only for a pullback. Like I said, it could it could take it could take a couple of months in the pullback, but I'm looking for a pullback, and I think. I think that will only set us up for much higher levels as we look towards 2022. Mm. Any idea what the peak's going to be uh, when we do peak and when it'll happen? Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're going over 100 on on on, uh, on the WTI. Really, over 100 on WTI, and that uh, yeah. that will have f- effects on the economy, won't it? I mean, I've I've seen I've seen the argument on both sides. You know, one argument says, well, higher oil causes more of a lag, you know, a drag on the economy, and then there the other side says, well, you know, higher oil means the economy is doing well. I I, I really can't buy into either one. Um, I I look at what oil does on the oil chart. I look at what the market does on the market chart. And I really don't even care about the economy as much because the economy really lags the market. So, you know, ultimately, the economy economy follows the market. Um, I mean, as the best example was when we were looking to go long at 2200 on the S&P 500, all the way for the first 1,500 points off that low, economists were saying we're still in a recession. I'm looking at this and thinking, damn, we just made 1,500 to 2,000 points on the S&P 500, and we're still in a recession. Well, keep me in a recession if this is what you think. But, you know, I, 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 really, I, really, don't, I really don't pay much attention to the economy. It lags the market and really is useless to me. Okay, so um, that's that old uh, thing, uh, the difference between a depression and a uh, recession, right? A recession is when uh, you're out of work, a depression is when I'm out of work. When I'm out of work, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But but it's seriousness. uh, So do you really think that the economy is still being led or the leading indicator is uh, the stock market or has it changed? I, I've always believed the stock market is the leading indicator. And, and when, you, when you take a step back and you try to understand why that's the case, it really makes sense when you look at it from that causality chain. For example, you know, I look at it and say when things have become so negative that there really is nobody left to sell, you know, at the end of the day, you're hitting a wall, a negativity wall, and there's only one way you're going to go. And that's when market sentiment turns in the opposite direction and leads us up. Now, when that sentiment turns off of the extreme lows, the extreme negative sentiments, people will act in in a more positive way. How do they do it? Well, one way they can do it is they can put money into the stock market. So you see the stock market rallying off a load that quickly when we've hit a negative extreme. But when you look at the economy, when people get, when that same turn 
from negative into positive occurs in the economy, well, people now have to go out, acquire loans, buy more product, hire more people to provide services. Then they actually you know, may manufacture the products or develop the services. There is a big lag once that same positive trend changes in the economy. And that lag is why the economy lags the market. When people feel positive, it's very easy and very fast for them to turn that that, 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 that dial and put money into the market. That's why markets lead the economy off the lows 100% of the time. So when you think about it from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense you know, about that causality chain. I gotcha. And uh, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. I agree with you there. But uh, on the other hand, there's this meme or theme in the uh, economy that uh, as the real economy goes down, Wall Street keeps getting better. Do you think that's happening? Don't just survive, thrive. The Financial Survival Network. Today's show is brought to you by GR Silver Mining, ticker symbol TSX, GRSL, OTC, GRSLF, and their website at grsilvermining.com. The company is extremely well capitalized, currently has a resource of 40 million ounces of silver, and is looking to triple that number in just the next year alone. Its management team is first rate, headed up by Marcio Fonseca, a geologist with vast experience in mining operations and the financial sector as well. With all this going for it. And with silver trading over $25 the ounce, there's no telling how high GR Silver Mining will go. So go to grsilvermining.com to stay up to date on the latest developments and get on their notification list today. This is the Financial Survival Network, the information you need to thrive now more than ever. I, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a misnomer. You know, What's happening is, you know, there there is a there is a big wealth gap, and that wealth gap is increasing. And as that wealth gap is increasing, you know, we can look back towards, for example, the the his, history of like, right before the French Revolution, you know, and it really portends what I'm seeing down the road over the next decade or two, where we're going to hit a real bad wall in both the economy and in the market, because I'm foreseeing a major bear market starting up in about maybe about two, three years. And I, I think that could be a decade to multi-decade bear market, something we really haven't seen, something similar to what Japan went through. So, you know, when you have that, that I guess, um, that divergence and the divergence increases as it has been between, you know, the wealthy and those that don't have, well, you know, you're going to hit a wall. And I think that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. So let them eat cake off with their heads and uh, uh, made the best tyrant win, huh? Pretty much. Ugh. Well, you're a breath of fresh air here, Avi. I got to tell you. So, let's hey, look, I'm still I'm still looking for six thousand on the S and P first. So I'm still I a bull. Right. Hey, <laughs> isn't it really an inflation play? Uh, the market isn't I, it? I I I genuinely don't think so. There are a lot of things that are um, that are suggestive that inflation really isn't what everybody is making it out to be. I mean, you know, everybody goes to the store. They look at the prices they're having to pay. They look at the prices they have to pay at the pump. They look at all the different things they have to pay for. And, uh, you know, prices are going up, but in certain aspects of the, of, 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 you know, the economy. 
But when you look at the pure, the purely economic definition of inflation, I mean, it really, it really is that you know all prices should be going up because there's a, there's this huge influx, uh, huge increase in the money supply. Right. Well, we have a large increase in money supply. That's true, but we have no velocity of money. We're not seeing that that huge increase in money supply is actually making it all into the economy, which tells me, well, we're seeing higher prices, but the higher prices could really very well be due to a lot of the supply dislocations we're having due to COVID. So I think COVID really is masking the true issues at hand. And I think when people are now preparing for quote unquote inflation, I think it's going to be deflation that's going to hit them on the back of the head um, in, in about two, three years, and, and they're not going to realize it. But there are certain aspects of the economy that are suggestive. It's not we're not dealing with inflation. You know, bonds are not bonds are not supposed to rally during inflation. Um, you know, uh, 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 gold is not supposed to be dropping during inflation. Um, the price of lumber hit its high and came down hard. That's not indicative of inflation. We have many charts like that throughout throughout uh, the market that are saying the same thing. Hold on, hold so, on, but wait, wait, like lumber came down, but it's still double what it was a year ago. So it didn't come down oh, that much because there's because there's still there's still price dislocation due to the COVID shutdowns, and and that's what I think really is masking the true issue. That's because I'll tell you if you look at a chart of the velocity of money, it's sitting on the floor. Yeah, well, I think there's reasons for that as well. But we just had huge amounts of currency units minted up out of thin air, passed out helicopter money, helicopter money, literally uh, Ben Bernanke's uh, ski on there, uh, Jerry Powell, just dumping the money out of choppers. Next, we're going to have a digital uh, blockchain Fed coin. And then they'll be able to, like, give you money and say, spend it by such and such date or forever hold your peace. And and then we've got oil. Everything is getting more expensive here, even the stuff you can find. I don't know if you uh, eat steak or not, uh, but uh, the new thing instead of let them eat cake could be let them eat steak. Because you know what? Uh, the price of steak, you know, even cheap steak uh, that doesn't taste all that great is like out of the ballpark and then we got like weather issues we got volcanoes we have all these things so i appreciate your uh your backing up uh, the fed with transitory inflation but you know what i say i say the best things in life are transitory well i'll tell you i'm no fan of the fed let let me let me let me state that straight out i am definitely no fan of the fed and i think once we go into this deflationary cycle that I'm expecting to start in a few years, I think it could end with the Fed finally disbanding. But that's a whole other that's a whole other theory. But so I'm no I'm no big fan of the Fed. But at the end of the day, you know, I think there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, there is a lot of evidence that does support their transitory perspective. Now, at the end of the day, to me, it makes no difference. You know, we're arguing about an economic definition. That economic definition is not going to help me make money in the market. Right. So, you know, one way or another, to me, it really is immaterial. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the view because it's a different perspective. And uh, as uh, Mark Twain said, it's not the things you don't know that cause your problems. It's the things you think you know 
but you're oh, wrong about. Oh, so true. So true. And that's what's done it before for me. What about gold here? What's uh, what's going to be with gold? Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I've been very disappointed with the action of gold. Um, and I, I had it expected that it was going to rally much more significantly at, rather than getting the pullback that we've been seeing. I mean, let me pull up my GC chart because it is definitely not doing what I wanted to see. But I will also say with a caveat, it has a nice setup to finally break out again. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, you know, looking at uh, the chart, both times it got slammed down big were quad witching hours. I don't know if that uh, means anything to you or not, but it's indicative of something, I would think. Uh, not really. I think it may, may have been just coincidence. I don't believe it really has anything to do with the, with the quad witching. Quad witch? I mean, yeah. you know, he, People are going to buy it and sell it based upon, you know, what what their uh, what their sentiment is. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, it, it, the setup right now is in place that we could see a sizable rally. But I'm, I'm telling you, my, my, my biggest issue and I'll tell you when I'm looking at the metals complex, my biggest issue are the miners. And yes, when I look definitely. at when I look at GDX, GD, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went I went short. GDX several months ago. And I know many people thought I was crazy to do it, but the setup was such that we were looking down. And right now the market has an opportunity to bottom here. And we're going to need to see a very strong rally. And we're right below that. My my initial resistance is 3025 to about 3050. And if we cannot see a, a when I when I call an impulsive structure, a five wave Elliott wave structure that takes us through that minimal resistance. I mean, that opens the door to test 27 and even as low as 25. So I think we're at a very important juncture right here. It has an opportunity to bottom here. If it doesn't, there could be a lot more pain in the complex. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, it could go either way here. I totally agree with you on that. Uh, you know, I think uh, the quad witches, coincidentally or not, uh, something's happening there with the quad witch, but, uh, but I'm not sure what, and I don't pretend to uh, know everything about this, but I do think there's something going on here for sure. So, uh, Hey, where do you think, which markets uh, provide the best, uh, the best risk reward function here? Well, I'll tell you, there are two markets that I really like. I really like the IWM. I think we're setting up to potentially outperform in the IWM again. I, I, I could still see one more bout, just like with the SPX, I could still see one more bout of weakness that uh, that we could see in the IWM. But ultimately, as we look to 20, early 2022, I'm looking for a target on the IWM of about 260 or even higher. So the IWM has a nice opportunity to outperform. And the other one that I'm looking at uh, to for, for a really nice opportunity is the emerging markets, the EEM ETF. Uh, we've had a target of about uh, 48 to about 49 or so for quite some time for this to bottom out. And we're just about there. And we're already starting to leg into some long positions on it. Uh, and, you know, stops are just below the main pivot support we have around 45. So there's a very low risk. But the reward I'm looking at is at least 67 on the upside. Really? That's pretty substantial. So, so the Russell last year was the leader of the market. It's been lagging this year and you think it's going to reassert. 
I think it will reassert once we finish with this pullback. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, that's reasonable. Uh, all right. So what else do we need to know? Anything else that, uh, that you think is worth, uh, following here? Well, it looks like the dollar is going to be getting a little bit more of a uh, of a rally. I think we could see the uh, the Dixie heading back up as high as ninety nine or so, ninety nine or a hundred. Really? Before we and and then we'll see a sizable decline from there. But uh, I, I think there's potential for the Dixie to rally here as well. All right. So that's uh, that's an interesting interesting take on it. I don't doubt that you're right. Uh, it seems that it has been, uh, you know. It seems that it's been forming. It was consolidating slightly down, and now uh, it's definitely uh, picked up. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not highly confident. It's not something I would go out and trade for that 99 region, but I will tell you this. However this develops over the next six months, maybe as long as 12 months in the Dixie, it's, it's likely going to be setting up a very big decline in the Dixie as we look out to 2023. All right. 20, end of 2022 into 2023, I think we're setting up a big decline. However, this resolves in this region over the next six months or so. Huh. Okay. Well, that is really interesting. We really appreciate your perspective, Avi, on things. Because like you say, you're right 70-odd percent of the time. I'd rather you be right 100, but nobody is. That's unrealistic. I wish I could be, man. I wish I could <laughs> Well, then you would know the future and you're not allowed to know that. Exactly. You know, nobody is. So, uh, again, uh, tell us where we find you, how we connect with you on the Web, your Twitter feed, all that good stuff. Sure. I mean, the best place to get me, I mean, I'm always in my chat room, uh, ElliotWaveTrader.net. That's two L's, two T's. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have, an, we have about 20 some odd analysts that cover, uh, that cover worldwide markets. We cover everything from individual U S stocks through international markets to commodities, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you guys can always ask me questions directly in that chat room. I'm always open to all questions. All right. Sounds good. Really appreciate you coming on. We will talk to you again. If you got a question for Avi, shoot us an email kl at carrylutz.com and don't forget sign up for free newsletter financial survival network avi a pleasure we'll talk to you again real soon thank you so much for having me on again thanks for listening to carrie lutz's financial survival network your solution to today's trying times for the latest go to financial survival network.com financial survival network now more than ever